The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The Steelers lose at Cincinnati next week. Ryan feeling tattoo right here. All right, sorry, that is an actual podcast bet. If the Steelers, you got, you got to. I mean, you you said it twice now. (laughs) I'll do it. Of course, I'll do it. But you have to pay for it. I will. Breach draws it. You pay for it. I get it. I will literally give. I will Venmo you the money the, the the second the game is over, and I will Venmo you double whatever the tattoo costs, so that you can buy a camera and take pictures of yourself to send all of us. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Tuesday, December 22nd. Merry Christmas to It is Tattoosday. Tattoosday in the house. Wilson has changed clothes after the season, taken off his Steelers beanie out of shame. He's put on a Brinson Sucks hat. Debo is <laughs> lingering in the dark. Breach is wearing a Bengals jersey. If you watch this on YouTube, we went live on YouTube for the second half of the Bengals Steelers game. The freaking, the Bengals won 27 to 17. Ryan Finley's first career win as an NFL quarterback comes at the expense of Ryan Wilson. And look, we're going to talk about the game because that's what we do. We do a daily NFL podcast, but of course we have to talk about the fact that Ryan Wilson now kind of because this mushroomed into an actual thing. You sort of have to get a tattoo now of Ryan Finley. Yeah, you know, so we did the uh what's what was the feed called? Debo that we just did a live enough? YouTube stream. Live YouTube stream. So that was actually fun. We talked about it. Breach showed up whenever he he was sure the game was in hand. He didn't show up when the game was in question. We may have stepped in it, by the way, because I think now we're gonna have to do live YouTube streams for playoff games. So that was actually fun to do and and we'll talk about what this means for the Steelers. I I talked about it on the live show, but I was thinking about it and, and I think I'm fine getting the Breach will draw it, and I think Breach will, will agree that we're willing to take listener and, and reader submissions. And I'll probably get it uh, on my arm here. I ain't doing I ain't doing a sleeve or anything like that. A Ryan Finley, a ginger sleeve, as they're called, I think officially. Uh, but I think what it may also have to do is like get a get a, a tattoo on the other arm or somewhere else of, of like because none of us have tattoos. We talked about this before, but maybe on the other arm I have to get a tattoo of my kids and my wife's name or something because I can't just be in the coffin. Whenever I die 40 years from now with just a Ryan Finley tattoo and people are like, what, what, why is there an RF and a ginger headed guy on that guy's arm? Uh, this is probably for a different topic, like a different podcast or discussion. And I can ask my brother-in-law today when I go to see him, he's a mortician. Um, I'm not <laughs> sure that your skin's hanging around for a super long time with the tattoos. No, but if, you a, if you have an open casket and someone's, and I, and I, I have asked. Oh yeah. Me, yeah. If you have an open, like arms up casket, they're like, what is this Ryan Finley? And I've asked to be buried in a muscle shirt. So that's going to, it's going to be out there. <laughs> I mean, the best part of even bringing that up, it's Ryan doesn't have to answer these questions. He's dead. It's his wife who was just going to be going. I have no idea right. what the hell he was thinking. He was on right. this podcast. You don't know what a podcast is. They existed 40 years ago. Uh, that's all he did. He made tattoo bets. I didn't approve of them. Uh, he told me about it. I left him that night and we never talked again. Yeah. I, uh, way, look, I, I think it would say, I, I, okay, none of us have tattoos. I would. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me point out quickly. 
Like I cover the draft. The draft's a huge deal. I put out mock drafts every week. I put out the top 10 over the summer. That was really contentious. In the nine years I've been on Twitter, I've never gotten more responses over anything I've written, controversial or not, than in the last three hours of this of this meaningless Steelers Bengals game. All right, go ahead, Brinson. No, that's that is that's fantastic. And uh, look, we appreciate all the loyal podcast listeners who dove in, who chatted us up. Uh, what a huge Q rating bump for Debo. He created multiple burners who were like, "Oh, look how handsome Debo is." <laughs> um, in the in the chat. By the way, Debo hanging out with us is is like Brad Pitt hanging out with a bunch of old people. Big deal, Debo. You're handsome compared to us. Get out of here. You don't I, have kids. I, I kind of think that you don't mind the idea of getting this tattooed because it might, A, like, you like the attention a little bit, but B, more importantly, it might distract you from the disaster that is the Steelers' season. It's funny you say that because as I was walking upstairs after we did the live stream and I was putting away the wine and coming back down here, I was thinking this actually distracts from the fact that I should be frustrated with the Steelers being terrible. But I said during the live stream, it doesn't matter if the Steelers win or lose because wherever they end up, second, third, fourth, fifth seed, they're losing in the first round. They are dog doo-doo. Okay, so Ryan Finley's over-under for passing yards coming into the night was, I bet, under 183. Do you think he went over-under? He went way under. He got over rushing yards, clearly, but no and way. 89 passing yards, and they scored 27 points against the Steelers. How the hell did that happen? Two turnovers inside the 25-yard line is how it happened. Yep. I mean, it was – by the way, it felt like from Jump Street to Breach that Wilson was getting this tattoo and that the Bengals were getting this win. Well, it was one of those crazy things. I'll, so I'll tell you my mindset here is I'm thinking the Bengals are going to lose the whole entire time. But as soon as they came out, you know, you get that feeling like that jolt early in the game. The Steelers went three and out. I was like, okay, you know, Pittsburgh's been pretty trash offense lately. So that's, that's not great, but it's good. Obviously the Bengals defense isn't, uh, the best defense in the NFL. So anytime you get three and out, you're happy. But then, you know, the Bengals responded by having a three and out of their own. And I was like, well, there you go. They're going to blow it. Give the Steelers the ball. They're going to go down and score. And then another three and out. Now I'm not going to keep going through this, uh, but. The game started with four punts. The first four possessions were all punts. And it was like, well, this is good for the Bengals. They're not losing 28 to nothing after four possessions. So that is definitely best case scenario. And then all of a sudden, who lost that first fumble? Oh, that was Ben. That was the one, the fumbled snap. Oh, that yeah, the, the fumbled snap, snap where DeCasher was pulling. Ben didn't have a hand on it. DeCasher hits it. It drops down. It's like, ooh, this feels like a Bengals night. That is exactly what it felt like. And it was like, you know, an interception is one thing. It could be a bad throw. It could be tipped. A fumble could be a great play by a defensive back. When you're fumbling snaps, things that you have done since fifth grade, that's a whole nother level of idiocy. And so at that point, it was like Ben Roethlisberger should retire at halftime. This team might be able to be better off with Mason Rudolph right now. This is insane. Uh, yeah, so once that fumble happened, I was sold that the Bengals might be able to win. So they got three points off of that fumble. And then – I believe they got seven points or six points off of the fumble from Juju Smith-Schuster where he Gio had two the ball and it, I thought it was a, I thought it was a bang, bang play. His third foot was down. It's a fumble. It's no, fumble. That's fine. I'm just saying like, Zach by the way, Taylor, let, let me it was say an this. aggressive challenge and he won it. It was a good call. What does he have to, Zach Taylor has nothing to lose. John sure. Breach is his biggest supporter. He's got two, he's got three wins now to tie. And he's, but those two wins, two of those three wins over the Titans and the Steelers. Boom. The Titans are your team, dummy. Of the Bengals, of the Bengals first six possessions, three of them began inside the Pittsburgh 40. 
and yeah. all of those were off the turnovers. Yep. Right. And they all and, and and they actually had one in between there where they missed the field goal after having after a decent can I, long drive. Yeah. Can I can I say one thing? I don't care about Juju Smith Schuster dancing on, on the um midfield, but maybe he should stop doing that. <laughs> like yeah. he, he's doing it for TikTok, and I get all that. And like if you're not on social media or watching pregame shows, you have no idea. But that's all they talk about. And then he gets lit up, fumbles a ball that was actually a fumble, and he's not doing anything. Yeah, stop doing it till you can. He hasn't been good since Antonio Brown left, so maybe stop dancing on the on the midfield logos. Well, he in in his defense, his his quarterback can't throw the ball overhand, so that may have something to do with it. But right, Antonio Brown was the last time that he was he was good. Here's, yeah, but maybe once people uh, call you out for it and you're losing, you stop doing it until like maybe you just win one game and not like lost three in a row. On the other side, I will say, even though I hate breach right now a lot. Mackenzie Alexander is one of my favorite players. He did the Deion Sanders high step after was that the interception? Yeah, like How did, was that it? Was that an inter, yeah? It was a terrible pass. It was an interception, yeah. and then he did the the taunting that probably wasn't even taunting on the sidelines on offsetting penalties. That's hysterical. I give a lot of credit to a guy playing on a two win team, being like, you know what? I don't care. Juju Smith Schuster's dancing the logo. If he's doing that, then I'm going to do my thing. Prime time all the way. Uh, hats off to, to McKenzie Alexander for that. Here's how the Steelers started. Here are the, here is the entirety of the Steelers first half possessions. Punt, punt, fumble, punt, fumble, interception, punt, punt. MVP. Jordan and can Barry I just punter. say real quick? Here is what it should have been. Interception, interception, punt, fumble, interception, fumble, interception. Inter- ben Roethlisberger threw at least six passes in that game that should have been picked off that the Bengals either dropped or hit their hands and they didn't catch them. I mean, he literally looked like he was throwing more passes to Bengals players than Steelers players. I mean, he was totally off his game, and it was just the irony of all this was because you had that Schefter report before the game that said Roethlisberger wants to play another year. Like, Brian, do Steelers fans want him playing another year after a game like this, after his last three games? Uh, breach, two words, shut up. You're, this is your, this is your, this is such your Super Bowl. This is a week 15 Super Bowl for John Breach. He is so happy right now. When we, before the podcast, he was late getting on the podcast because he was watching naughty stuff. After the podcast, he's going to rewatch this game and do naughty things to himself. Breach, no one cares what you think. Um, no I think Breach was late because he was having a, a family situation. And by the way, yeah, Wilson, I, I'm kidding. Breach is right. I mean, he has every right to gloat. Um, I don't like, I'm trying to think like, you get a Ryan Finley tattoo. <laughs> I'm trying to think like, do I want Big Ben back next year? Like, so they're uh, going to pick, they'll pick 25th or whatever, somewhere around there. And they're not picking 30th clearly or 32nd. So you're not going to be able to draft someone. Like, are you trading for, you're not trading for Sam Darnold. I'm, I, I wouldn't give a second round pick for Sam Darnold. Cause you just, well, now know. I don't know that. Well, so I, I, and I the think Jets Sam aren't going to give up Sam Darnold. Exactly. If they don't have the first year well pick, they're not going to be with Sam Darnold. You wouldn't trade um, for you wouldn't trade for Matthew Stafford because he's thirty one or whatever. I, I mean, yeah. so what what are your options? Like Marcus your, Mariota. Well, I wanted him last year, but you know, I mean, he's he's got two year deal too, so you know. Yeah, but I mean, like if if Derek Carr's back and they go with Derek Carr, I could see them trading Marcus Mariota. Why would they? Marcus Mariota came and did a great job, and he's he's yeah, a, you know, a second round pick for him, and all of a sudden, James will James be a free Winston's agent. a free agent, Cam's a free agent. Oh come on. I mean, I mean those, Ben looks washed. Yeah. But and if you bring in someone of that nature, you're telling Ben, like, are you bringing them up as a backup to compete no. for the starting job? No, or no, no. are right. you telling Ben he's what you're having that conversation with him this offseason saying, look, you're, you're we're done with the, you. You're having the Troy Palomalu conversation where you need to retire or we're cutting you. And Troy Palomalu was nowhere near as washed as Ben is now. So, I mean, that's, that's a real thing. And 
here's the thing. And like some fans will be very angry at the offensive coordinator, Randy Feigner, for calling all the pass plays. Big Ben checks out of every single run play, even though his arm doesn't work. And, and that's a huge issue. And like if I couldn't throw the ball 15 yards down the field, I would just hand the ball off. And here's the other thing. When they ran the ball and they're not, their offensive line sucks. And there's no disputing that. And they had a couple guys out on the offensive line, but Benny Snell ran for, I think, 80 something yards. You can run the ball, especially in breach will attest this. The Bengals defense sucks. You can run the ball against the Bengals and Ryan Finley and you choose not to as, as Ben Roethlisberger and just keep throwing balls to the Bengals players who half the time choose not to catch it. That's an issue with the quarterback. And I don't know how you fix that. Part of the reason Bruce Arians was, was sent packing is because Big Ben took a ton of sacks, but also because they were too buddy buddy in the eyes of, of the front office. There's no and, checks and balances in terms of the offense. And that's sort of the deal with, with Randy Figner. And now Todd Haley, everyone by all accounts hated the man, but he got Big Ben playing at, at, at a pretty good level. They took fewer sacks. They got the ball spread it around. And you're, you're not seeing that now because Big Ben's just throwing the ball in, in half a second all on under routes and, and those guys are getting lit up. Well, and it, it feels like too, there's a real, the margin for error is very small. Like this is not Tom Brady and he's on the same page with Julian Edelman or Wes Welker and they're running option routes and he has all these backs coming out of the backfield. It's like, you know, they're, they're taking these shot plays where Ben can't throw downfield. They're trying to throw screens to Juju, and it just doesn't. The offense feels clunky and misguided right now. But well, and we like talked that. about how how Ben Roethlisberger seems like he's gotten worse as the season has gone along. Like the first time these two teams played, he threw for three hundred and thirty three yards. This Four is a Bengals. This is a Bengals defense that gives up two hundred and fifty pass yards per game, and he couldn't even hit two hundred. It was amazing. He, he looked completely inaccurate trying to throw downfield, almost uncomfortable. Those were the passes that were being picked. And every time I mean, he tried, Mason Rudolph was warming up at halftime. Well, and the, 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 we've asked for the past couple of weeks, you know, if the Steelers are going to run these five yard cross routes, why don't teams just go all in stopping those and put, you know, give them deep. We'll go man to man there and cover. And that's what the Bengals did. They were just, they were not letting the Steelers have anything across the middle of the field. And, and Roethlisberger looked lost, which is a crazy thing to say about a guy who's been in the NFL since 2004. Yeah. It's uh, it it's a weird situation. I I mean, I can't recall a team. That, I mean, I can't I can't recall a team ever like this where they went eleven and zero. You know, everybody was sort of giving them the, you know, the the homage. All right, you know, like you know, Roethlisberger MVP discussion, Mike Tomlin Coach of the Year discussion, uh, sixteen and zero, seventy two Dolphins discussion. And if you had to pick a team that like uh, like a Say this likely division winner that was going to lose in the first round in the AFC. It's Steelers are the number one draft pick. And just to pile on the Steelers a little bit here, if they lose to the Colts in week 16 and the Colts are a 10 win team and a good football team and, you know, maybe a possible Super Bowl champion. And by the way, I've already said I'll get a Colts tattoo if the Colts win the, I'll get some sort of indie tattoo if the Colts win the Super Bowl. Um, just throwing that out there. Nobody cares, I guess. As much no, as I'm Wilson is thinking about his tattoo, and I'm thinking about your tattoo. And it's actually thinking about a tattoo I should have to do to make us all even. Since, like you said, Brinson, none of us have a I'm tattoo. I'm thinking about picturing like rivers, like, like you should get a horseshoe where your beard is. That's yeah, disgusting. That would be amazing. But if if the Steelers lose to the Colts and the Browns beat the Jets, it will then set up the automatic flex to Sunday night Week 17 game that they do every year. Because the Browns and the Steelers will be playing for the division title. That's crazy. Imagine thinking that several weeks ago. 
I'll say it again. I said it in the live show. They're going to lose out. They're going to lose the division, and they're going to lose in the first round. It doesn't matter if they win out. They're going to lose in the first round. This team is not very good in offense. They've had some the defense is kind of falling apart. What did I say on the live show is that the most Browns thing ever would yeah. be to have everything work in your favor at the end of the regular season. You win the division title. You get the four seed. You end up playing the five seed Steelers, <laughs> and you'll lose in Cleveland to Pittsburgh. That would be – they lost to the Steelers in 2002. The Steelers always find a way to knock the Bengals out of the playoff. It's literally like the Steelers are the sworn enemies of the NFL teams in Ohio, and that's how this is all going to play out is the Browns are going to lose in the wild card round in Pittsburgh. Or isn't that because Ben's from Ohio, went to Miami of Ohio, and both the Ohio teams passed on him in the in the first round of the of the 2004 NFL draft? Well, the, I think the – so that year – I don't remember who the Bengals took in 2004, but it was after the, the Steelers picked – and before that, Cleveland, Brown, Cleveland passed on them. They, they had, they took Cullen Winslow that year. They Cullen Winslow at six. Yeah. I don't ben know. Ben went at 11. And who did it? Don't tell me. Let's see. Who did, oh, I know who they took. They took Perry for the running back from Michigan. That's who they took. Wow. Why did Cincinnati have such a low pick? That was, yeah, good. was after. That was 2003. They went to the playoffs with Carson Palmer. No, oh, oh, no, no, Palmer. no. They didn't go to the playoffs. Not in 2003. I don't know why they had to pick a low pick in 2004. They oh, must 2000... have pulled off a trade of some sort. 2005 is one of the playoffs. Sorry about that. Yeah. They had, I think John Kidna played a lot in 2003 because that was the year. Oh, but they that... had just drafted Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer. In 2003. Kidna played the whole season in 2004 right. and that's what, or 2003. What's, what's Perry's first name? Chris. Chris Perry. Yeah. yeah. He didn't work out. Yeah. Not his fault. Yeah. Not his fault. Um, by the way, let me say quickly before we go to break. So Charles McDonald, who used to work, uh, with, uh, Manish. And now he works at USA Today. He tweeted at me because, bro, just lie. You got jammed up. It happens. Don't do this. Uh, in terms of the tattoo. And then someone else. Said, <laughs> so, <laughs> I like Charles. And then someone said, nah, man, that's cowardly. And Charles's response was, being a coward is much better than getting a Ryan Philly tattooed on you. And I'm glad we opened with the cold open of Ryan. Ryan literally pulled all of this out of thin air. Brent and I did not talk him into it. It just came out of nowhere. Ryan's like, Pfft. I'll get a tattoo of Ryan Finley. Brian so Finley. Ridiculous. Uh, by the way, Cincinnati actually had 17th overall <clears throat> that year and traded 17 to Denver for Denver Denver's pick. first and fourth, 24th and 117th. And a player, do you remember what player it was? No, but who did Denver take at 17? Was it a receiver? No, it was a cornerback. He, he oh. sounds like JJ Ortega Whiteside in terms of his name. I don't know who it is. Denver took at 17, uh, DJ Williams, linebacker out of Florida, who actually, oh, yeah, he was good. Who oh, was oh he? yeah, yeah. Who uh, Delta O'Neill. Delta O'Neill. Delta, yeah. It was Delpha. Pronounced Delta, the dummy. I, I know, but the, the JJ Ortega website. So even if they had stayed there, they wouldn't have gotten Roethlisberger. And people watching this on YouTube see Debo in the dark. <laughs> it's really creepy. Okay, good. Um, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, that's Carson Wentz, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I see plotting, plotting his hello, return. J- hello, Jalen. It's good to see you again. He puts the lotion on. Anyway, uh, when we come back, we'll talk some Bengals. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Now, I just want to take a deep dive into the 2004 NFL draft. I mean, the Raiders just screw up everything. First pick, Eli Manning. Second pick was coming to the team. Uh, it's the Raiders. Oh, yeah, Robert Gallery. Yep. Tell me the team, and I'll tell you the pick. Then the Cardinals. Ooh, that one I can't remember. Still playing. Fitzgerald. Yep. Oh, great. That's a great pick. Then the Giants picked. Okay, that was that was Phillip, and they did the trade. That's right. Then the Washington football team picked. Oh, that was Kellen. We talked about that. Oh. Oh, not, no. Oh, oh, Sean Taylor. Yep. Sorry. Then Kellen wins over the Browns, six. Yeah. Then at seven, Detroit took a guy who's famous for pizza. Pizza? Remember the Roy Williams pizza thing? No. Oh, they took a wide receiver? Roy Williams, yeah. Roy Williams wrecked his car. Like They later traded him to the Cowboys, too. Okay. Did, he, did Roy Williams wrecked his car and he had the pizza? Sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. Okay, Roy Williams out of Texas. All right, that was what, – what pick was that? Number and six? they traded him later to a first round, for a first-round pick to Dallas. Maybe two first-round picks. Might have been. Uh, then the Falcons took oh, – I know uh, this one. This this is the cornerback out of uh, – I can't remember his name now, but um, he, he was – he was good for a long time. Uh, D'Angelo. D'Angelo Hall. Yeah, D'Angelo Hall, yeah, played for the Washington football team. Then the Jaguars took. Hold on. Oh, no, no, no. I know who this is. This is the, the white guy, the former. No, no, no. That's, that's Matt Jones. Wrong year. What right, year is this? Right oh, concept, wrong year. Oh, this is the Reggie, Reggie Williams. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was a big uh, guy. Then too. the Texans took a cornerback out of South Carolina. Oh, he's still playing. He's, he's still playing. Jonathan jo- Joseph. <laughs> Dunter Robinson. Oh, dang The it. Bengals drafted Jonathan Joseph. That's right. That's right. Dang then he, uh, at eleven, the Steelers took some limp arm bomb. He's twelve. Out of Miami, of Ohio, there are four players wow. selected from Miami in the uh, top number, twelve. Number twelve, uh, Jets player linebacker taken by the Jets from Miami. Uh, oh, uh, Jonathan Vilma. Yep, famously involved in Bounty Gate. Uh, number thirteen, a wide receiver from Wisconsin. The Bills drafted. Oh, him. yeah, yeah, he dropped the pass for the Ravens That's years right. later. Lee Evans. Lee, Lee Evans, thank you. Yeah. Uh, the Bears at 14. Uh, Mr. Bisky. <laughs> defensive tackle. I don't know. Tommy Harris. Oh, right. I forgot about him. I, at Oklahoma, I think, right? All right. Uh, yeah, that's right. And we'll right do, do one more and then we'll quit. Uh, Buccaneers 15, a wide receiver from LSU. Oh, yeah. He wasn't, he Great didn't last year, I think. He didn't, he didn't last very long, though. No, but he, he had a like, monster first season. Dang it. I can't remember his name. Michael Clayton. Yeah, Michael Clayton. And then, of course, J- J.P. Lossman went later in the round to the... Did he have a huge... Yeah, 80 catches for tw- almost 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns. Did he even then play five off. seasons? Yeah, he was he gone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then right. D.J. Williams to the... Oh, no, Sean Andrews. Oh, I should... Oh, yeah. Him, sorry. Uh, Eagles at 16, Sean Andrews. D.J. Williams to the Broncos. Will Smith to the Saints. And after this, Smith, that didn't fall apart, but we get down to the J.P. Lossman category. J.P. Lossman, baby. All right. Yep, that was... Over, that was, under... On the number of players from that draft who are still active, the over/under is four. Uh, that's on the number. That's four. Well, you got to do a half. Yeah, you can't do a. You, you got you to make it three and a half or four. Fine, three and a half. Over. There you go. He said uh, four and a half. Four and a half. 
<laughs> under. <laughs> under. <laughs> Clearly four. <laughs> the worst. Uh, is it like two punters? No, it's over. The answer is five. Oh, Larry oh. Fitzgerald. Hold on. Big Ben, Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, JP Big Ben. L- Philip. Oh, Rivers, Big Ben, Larry Fitzgerald. That's three. Um, um, must be a couple of kickers or punters or something. Well, Brinson was on the right track. Punters. Oh, now, oh no, one uh, punter. Uh, the punter for the uh, Cardinals. Now it was uh, um, Andy Andy Lee. Andy Lee. Andy Lee. Yep. And um, I would not have gotten the last one. What is but, he, what, the punter? What he plays the same position as uh, two of the other guys you already named. Quarterback? 2004? J.P. Lawson still in the league? No. Of course not. I'm kidding. Um, what round did he go in, Breach? Third. Oh! Matt Schaub! Yes! Matt Schaub! Oh, nice, Wilson! Very nice. That was huge. Well, the draft guru showing up why he's the senior draft writer. Third round pick out of UVA. Uh, oh. Where does he play, though? Fun fact, uh, one of the first pro interviews that Wilson and I ever did with the old house cast was with Matt Schaub, and he started telling us about how he derives all of his power from his power alleys because he's bald, right? That's right. He must be balder than me now. That was that was 2008. I remember Wilson, the year. do you have power alleys? I have no alleys. You can get a tattoo on your power alley. Here, you guys talk about the the Bron- uh, the, the Bengals. I'm going go go to go to the back. again? Jeez Louise. Yeah. What happens when you drink an entire bottle of wine during a live YouTube podcast? You call it pee's more often the Steelers lose to bad teams. You call it pee, I call it crime. Oh! Up high! Down hard! Uh, that wasn't even that good, but I'll, I'll take credit for it. Uh, okay, so the Bengals breach. I think the big takeaway from Cincinnati here is that Zach Taylor saved his job, as you pointed out in the live stream. Yeah, I, I, I don't think... He's not even on the hot seat. He yeah, beat the Steelers it, in prime time. You beat the Steelers in prime time, especially, look, this is the most hated team. It's hard to like put this into context if you're not a Bengals fan or don't live you mean in the Cincinnati. Steelers or the current Bengals team. No, just for Bengals, the Bengals period. Like Mike Brown probably would give Zach Taylor a 10 year extension tonight if his, <laughs> his kids didn't talk him out of it. Uh, that is how big this is. The Bengals hadn't beaten the Steelers since 2015. So if they were even having chatter, like, oh, we have to sit down Zach at the end of the season and see if he's the right guy for us. This bought him at least another year. Like they're not going to have that conversation. Marvin Lewis didn't beat the Bengal or the Steelers 2016, 2017. Uh, it had been a while. So to get a win of this magnitude, and I'll tell you the other big thing here is that the Bengals didn't have to deal with the Jets issue. They had a one game buffer between them and the fourth place team. So Three wins, that means you're pretty much out of the race for the number one pick, but that means the Jets and Jacksonville both would have had to win a game. That wasn't going to happen. But the Texans have four wins, uh, so as long as they don't get stupid and beat the Texans next week, who they play, they'll be good. They'll get their third pick. You beat the Steelers. You beat the Titans. You can Joe Burrow missed you know, five games with his ACL injury. You can call it a fine season and, and start building for next year. Are you, are you worried about – I don't think a third versus fourth pick really matters. Although, I mean – See, th- at this point, the Jets have the, t- although it's really interesting for the draft purposes and Wilson, I'm sure you'll be on this, but like, let's say that the, uh, Jaguars finish with the first pick and they take Trevor Lawrence because he comes out. That's obvious pick. Uh, then at second, the Jets try to trade out, but don't get the kind of offer that they want. So Joe Douglas stays put and takes Panay Sewell, who the Bengals obviously want, but then the Bengals could potentially auction off the third pick. For Justin Fields. So that third pick is a real position of power in this draft. 
Absolutely, because yeah. if you – And Mike it, Brown it, will totally screw it up. If Panay Sewell's available, obviously you take him. So if the Jets go quarterback, you get Panay. If the Jets take Panay, then you're in a spot where you can trade and add – if they can add, you know, if they get two first-round picks next year instead of one, this team has a lot of holes to fill. So that would be absolutely uh, humongous. And So, so Breach, if Panay Sewell's gone at number two, which is, I feel like, worst-case scenario in the near term for the Bengals, what is your primary need – that you want to see filled with whatever first round pick the Bengals end up having. Well, I don't have as much draft insights. I think they need offensive the, linemen. Offensive the, okay. line. They have to go offensive line. Yeah. And, you know, Jonah Williams hasn't been on the field all the time. He's been battling injuries. Uh, but you look at, I would trade the pick. If Penesol is out, you trade the pick to somebody who needs a quarterback. The Patriots might be in a spot where they sure. could trade. Um, you know, I'm so, not sure. So, Breach, in my latest mock draft, which comes out Tuesday morning, I have five quarterbacks going to the top 12 picks. So the, the, the Patriots pick 15th or 16th, I believe. So if they want to get in on the action, they're going to have to trade but up. But what's the threshold? Like Trevor Lawrence is tier one. Are we talking five quarterbacks who four in tier two or a couple in tier three? Like could the Bengals yeah, auction so, off that third pick and get something for it? Sure. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I said on the, I think on the previous podcast that there, I know some teams that are picking. They're probably picking the top ten that that are nervous about taking Justin Fields high because he hasn't played well in the last two. Although, games. if we're out on Justin Fields, congratulations, you just got the twenty twenty one Rookie of the Year based on <laughs> Justin Herbert's performance. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, although you compare him to Dwayne Haskins, so we'll we'll see. But right, so yeah, I think tier one is Trevor Lawrence, and then tier you skip about eight tiers, and tier nine is Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, and and um, Trey Lance. So, and I think all those guys have a realistic chance of going top 15. And if you're, here's what I'll say. If you're the Bengals and you want an offensive lineman, I would trade down five or six or seven spots and I would target Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern who didn't play this year. He opted out, but he can play tackle. He can play guard. He can play center. And he is really, really good. Like people are worried about his arms being too short, which is the same conversation we had with Jonah Williams. I like Jonah Williams when he's healthy, but as you know, to breach, he, he struggled to stay healthy. He didn't play last year because of a pectoral injury. I think this year, I'm not sure what lower body injury last few weeks. So it was, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. But anyway, when he's healthy, he's good. He's just got to stay healthy. And that's just unlucky for him. But I think Rashawn Slater is a good plan B when you get some picks to go along with it. If you're the Bengals at number three, knowing you're not going to pay, not getting Panay Sewell. That said, we don't know what the Jets are going to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think you can know what the Jets will do. Until... I don't think the Jets know what the Jets are going to do. No. I mean, there's a lot to shake out for the Jets. They got to, they got to get a coach. And then if the coach wants a whoever he will, Justin Fields or Zach Wilson or whatever, then, you know, you sort of go from there. So, uh-huh. by the way, while you were gone, Wilson, uh, Breach emphasized the point that Zach Taylor's locked in. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was thinking about this. So, Breach, are you, and you've been the biggest Zach Taylor supporter, even inside of Zach Taylor's family. You're okay with this? cementing him as the 2021 coach for 16 games? I think what I saw, I mean, look, we're in week 15. The Bengals have their third string quarterback. That would be the perfect time for your entire team to quit on you. Uh, we've seen teams quit on their coaches before. The Bengals didn't do that here. You know, they went in, they came out, they played, they win, they beat the Steelers, they beat a team that was 11 and two going in this game by 10 points. And then you look let, at, let me ask you this though. It, it, and you have this, unhealthy but understandable hatred for the Steelers. But what if they had beaten um, the Ravens in week 15 or whatever week we're in? Well, and that's what – when you were in the bathroom, this is what I said to Brenton, is that I feel like if they lose this game and they lose out, 
uh, or they beat the Ravens this game or someone else, I think they sit down Zach Taylor at the end of the season and they say, all right, man, what's your vision? We gotta, we gotta talk. We gotta figure this cross-eyed? out. What's your vision? Why don't you ask him that when you end during the But now process. that he beat the Steelers, he has nothing to worry about. He's absolutely coming back. This is, it's such a big win for the franchise because they never beat the Steelers. It's, it's that simple. It's the big brother, little brother syndrome. This never happens. And the fact they did it in a completely lost season with their third string quarterback in a season where the Steelers are, are really, really good. Uh, you know, that's, they're going to bring them back and they're going to look at all the games they played this year. You know, this team had a 21 nothing lead on the Colts. Did they blow it? Yes. This team, uh, would have beaten the Browns, came close to beating the Browns twice, two losses by less than five points. Obviously, we have the famous uh, Chargers opener. Brinson wants to cue it up. <laughs> oh, he missed! He missed! Oh, and he may have pulled a hamstring or a muscle. And- pulled his hamstring on the season. But there were so many games that they could have won. And, you know, and eventually you get to the Anthony Glenn conversation where it's like, well, why aren't you winning them? And But the fact that this team could very easily be <laughs> seven eight and one at the end of the year, if they would have won a few games, they should have won. Uh, I mean, they're in. Right, let me ask you something. Does, does my, does my, the Steelers are the worst team in the AFC North. Obviously it's not accurate, but no, like they have 11 wins next year. Do you feel good about the Steelers season though? No, but I'm happy they won 11 games. It was a fun 11, 11 week run. Here's the quote uh, from Von Bell, by the way, asked what he saw. Uh, this is from our buddy, Paul Dater jr. Delightful little black and white headshot up there that uh, Paul's got. Paul Von Bell, what he saw in the hit on Juju Smith-Schuster. I seen 19. Uh, another tweet related to that. Ryan Stryker, producer for CBS Sports HQ. Juju Smith-Schuster, season high for receiving yards in a game, 93. Number of TikToks this season, 95. Is that, true? Is that accurate? That's terrible. Even if it's I'll not. Juju, come on. Yeah. Um, all right, anything else here before we... Say adios. What is your prediction, Brinson? Because I don't want to hear Breach's stupid prediction for the bit for the Bengals finish next year. Uh, the Bengals finish next year. You say stupid stuff all the time, so give Breach something to, to, to pin his hat on. I think hang his hat on. You don't pin your hat. Hang your hat. I think on. eight wins would be good for the Bengals next year. How do you feel about that, Breach? Ten. Ten. That's just setting expectations way too high. The Browns setting them good. too low. The Browns look good. The Ravens aren't disappearing. The Steelers look. Look, if Big Ben finds some steroids, then you're you're screwed. Well, I mean, the, you said the Browns look good again. The Bengals almost beat them twice. Would you rather have Joe Burrow or Baker? Is Joe Burrow? Where do you rank him among AFC North quarterbacks? Right now, last because he can't walk. Ho ho! Up high, down hard. <laughs> I told you, Baker May- Joe Burrow is number two for me. Why well, number three now? I take Trevor Lawrence to Joe Burrow three. Um, no, in AFC North. I just meant in, in like terms of like guys I'm drafting behind oh, like okay. Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Trevor Lawrence are probably like the top three guys. Although Justin Herbert's probably up there too. But um, right, if, before- if you're picking AFC North quarterbacks for the long haul, it'd be Joe Burrow would be one. Yeah, he's my first. I love Joe Burrow. I hate Breach, but I love Joe Need Burrow. the Bengals not to screw him up, though. That's true. They, they broke him in year one. They're good at screwing up quarterbacks. So uh, one more time, reader slash listener, feel free to, to send Breach your, your submissions. Yep. And number two, and Debo pointed this out, and I think someone tweeted this at us. Uh, Debo, where are you at on the permanent versus henna? Because uh, people are concerned about that. 
I mean, I have some, I have some sympathy towards you. I, I would lean <laughs> just cause I can't imagine it myself and, and you, you're a couple years older than myself with, with two couple. kids. What, what, I also want your kids reaction. We, we've talked about getting your wife's reaction. <laughs> I, I would like to see your kids reaction on video. Also, the other thing about this one, Debo, too, is that, and I think this is why I sort of feel this way, too. Like, Ryan, it was such like a flippant. It wasn't like a hardcore, like, no, this is happening. I'm steadfast in this. And this is it. Like, I'll get a tattoo if this doesn't happen. It was like, if I, if they, it was sort of like, if they lose to the bingos. But then, see, I also think that's why you can't back off of it. I think you have to get Yeah, it's not like Breach came, like, hard on the other side, like, yeah, and and I'll get, like, it wasn't, like, an even matchup. There's no bet, right? Right. If this was, like, a playoff matchup and and two of our rival teams going against each other and it was, like, one side versus, it wasn't that. It was, like you said, out of the blue. It was I'll get a tattoo if they lose. It was basically Ryan Finley versus Big Ben on Monday night. That's what it was. I mean. So, I I understand what you're saying, and I, I actually can't even argue with that. Um, I was gonna say something else. Can't remember what it was. I, yeah, I, I, I'll think about getting my my kid's response. And I do feel. Oh, uh, like, I, I remember. Hold on, one second. Breach, you have to pay double. That's what you said. That's the deal. The cost of the tattoo. That's right. And I think Brinson, double the cost of the tattoo. So I I think Brinson pays the cost of the tattoo, and then Breach pays me double. Is that what we? What, what, <laughs> Now all of a sudden you're getting paid. Well, what is the cost of the tattoo? Well, if you're not getting a permanent tattoo, then I feel like no, 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 no. Permanent tattoo, then we'll split the cost. But I mean, a a henna tattoo will split the cost. Permanent tattoo, then you guys you make money off the permanent tattoo. Right, exactly. Not not the fake tattoo. That's right. I I, I don't have a problem with that. So we're probably looking at like 150 bucks for a tattoo, right? The funny thing is, I literally have had like multiple tweets i showed one to wilson you know like lawyers tweeting me well did wilson actually say he's going to permanent to tattoo because if he didn't that's a, there's no fine print he can do whatever he wants he just has to get ink on his body of some sort so how, ryan you have a fan club out there that's trying to get you out of getting a permanent tattoo how long do henna tattoos last i think the henna tattoo feels like a real cop out here we made we did a damn live youtube video of it right so that's the reason to to ruin my body <laughs> i mean nobody like Look, you get an RF here with like just get an RF here. Here's the deal: I would like to see the the submissions, and I'll go, like I'm not averse to it. Honestly, I've sort of I've, I've uh, made my peace, and I, I I think I said <laughs> early in the podcast I'll get my family's name on the other arm. All right, so I think here are the final uh, rule. I would see if you guys agree with this. I think that uh, Breach should have to submit his choice. Yes, yeah, so like drawing. Depending on what we get in terms of submissions, three to five, and we'll we'll sort of vote on it. And we'll That's go fine, yeah. but I but I don't think that breach can wait until like March. Like I think he needs to take action and get this to you, so you can make a decision on it. Yeah, the only thing about waiting till March is that it might be easier to like film it at the tattoo parlor just oh, that's because true. of yeah. COVID restrictions. Yeah, that's fine. So I'm just yeah. I'm just saying that like I don't think this should be like something that hangs out there like these Mitchell Trubit like. It needs like oh yeah, you guys still want me for the Mr. Biscuit thing. That's right. Probably send that money now. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Then, we'll, then we'll get a. Then we'll get a. Then we'll get a. Um, we'll work out the fine print and we'll. We'll, we'll figure out that. how much the tattoo cost. I'll pay for the tattoo, and, and I'll get double from Pay briefly. you in cash, twice. Benmo. Or Benmo, twice what the tattoo cost, and you'll have gotten a free tattoo and. Free. You'll probably <laughs> end up getting. I'm guessing this tattoo costs between 150 and 200 bucks. Yeah, you probably get four hundred bucks to get some stupid thing on your arm that you think about once a month. If we do do go forward with with permanent, I, 
at some point in Ryan's life, you know, maybe he might think like, hey, a removal might be worth it. We got to set like a, 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 a time that he's not allowed to get the tattoo yeah. removed. 12 I, months. I, I, if, I don't think Ryan will get it done. I think, I, I, I think, I think Ryan good. will, I think Ryan will look at this once a month in the shower accidentally and yeah. laugh about it. Like, I don't think yeah. you're going to like notice it or think about it. I or like you'll flex when you're drunk, like, like on the, on the podcast or when I'm sober. But yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, I think I, I'm, my biggest concern is not getting the tattoo is having the conversation with my wife about, Hey, what do you think about Ryan? <laughs> feeling like tattoo on my arm. What could you spin RF into? Can you can you make that something? I've meaningful? thought I've thought about that too. So Ryan uh, F and Wilson, you got a W. There it is. <laughs> RFW. RFW. There it is. Done and done. Oh, All right. So send us some submissions to at John Breach or at Will Brinson, Brinson or at Ryan Wilson CBS or at Pixie. what's your Twitter? I can Just, never remember. What if what about like what if Joe Burrow never comes back from injury and Ryan Finley like takes over the. Becomes like the all-time leader in Bengals statistics. Then Zach Taylor's getting fired in midseason next year. That's what happens. You know what's crazy? Right? Um, By the way, we didn't talk about this, but Ryan Finley played really well. No, he didn't. He ran. He played the ball. smart. He didn't turn the ball over, and Ben Roethlisberger did. Yeah, he made a couple really nice throws. That's what happened. Uh, the Steelers weren't ready for Ryan Crazy Legs Finley. Like they had no idea what to do <laughs> when he was running the ball. That no. that was the best part. I mean, that twenty-three no, yard no. touchdown run was out of this world. That's actually like a decent reason for why Zach Taylor should keep his job too, is that he pulled a desperation plan out of his ass, ran Ryan Finley a ton. Okay, had let, defense- me, let me put it this way. If you own a team, are you keeping Zach Taylor because he beat the Steelers uh, with a quarterback that's terrible and Ryan Finley ran for 80? I mean, if I own like a, any NFL team, no, but if I'm Mike Brown, I'm probably keeping him. Can we get Ryan Finley on the pot or is like, yeah, that's doable. That's doable. Yeah. Ryan we'll Finley. Get, we'll get, uh, we'll get uh, my boy Eli Drinkowitz on the podcast. Before we go, uh, percentage chance uh, the the Browns win the division. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to bring up something about the Browns before we go also. Uh, Brenton was talking about how there is a realistic possibility the Browns could win the division by playing the Steelers in Week 17. So basically, the Browns beat the Jets this week. The Colts beat the Steelers. And then you set up Browns-Steelers Sunday night for the division title. Now, if a few other things fall a certain way, that game could be if the Browns win the game, they win the division. But if they lose, they're out of the playoffs. What is that? Do you know or not yet? Uh, what would need to happen? Is that easy or not? It's pretty easy. If the Ravens get to 11 and five, if the Dolphins get to 11 and five, uh, and the Colts and Titans have to go 12 and four. So which means the Colts beat the Steelers and Jacksonville, Tennessee would have to beat Green Bay. That's really probably the toughest. Thing that happens, but if the Titans beat Green Bay, it's a completely plausible scenario. All right. Uh, so, hold on, before we go, just real quickly. Let's... By the way, my, my, while you look that up, Bretson, my, uh, chances of the Browns winning the divisions at 56%. What does Debo 56%. have? Debo says plus 280 is what Debo has. Plus 280 now? Oh my God, they were like 30 to 1 before tonight. Aye, aye, aye. You could just put ten bucks on that. On that, uh, the Steelers are eleven and four now, right? Um, yeah, they've lost four games. Right, so no, five thirty-eight is not- eleven and three. Eleven and three. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, oh, good. Um, okay. So, uh, both Football Outsiders and five thirty-eight have updated their. Thank you for guys for doing that. that is cool. very nice. Um. Uh, Football Outsiders has the Steelers at 11-3 at 83.8% chance to win the division. That's way too high. And Cleveland at 162 
That's what, 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 Debo, what are the Steelers to win the division? Minus, minus 350. Uh, you can't really bet either one of those, I don't think. Um, you would just want to bet, cause they say the Steelers are plus, the Bengals are plus 280, plus yeah. 250. Yeah. 280. I mean, just bet the, I mean, so you the Bengals, the Browns, bet the Browns against the Steelers on the money line if you, if you like the Browns to win the division. And one more thing, if the Titans lose to the Packers, it actually doesn't matter. So, if there's a four-way tie in the wild card with the Ravens, Dolphins, Titans, and Browns all eleven and five, and the Colts finish twelve and four, then the Browns are out. How about that? So yeah. wait a second. Breach. If I'm they sorry. lose to the Steelers in, but there's also a scenario where if the if the Browns win the division, the Ravens are out at eleven wins. Brenton, where did you get the um, the odds? The eighty-three percent to sixteen percent. Eighty-three percent is on uh, eighty-three sixteen. Is on football outsiders. Oh, okay. I just saw, I saw Aaron Shaw tweeted out. So that okay. would be nuts. So yeah, that why? would, the oh, last oh, game uh, of the so season. New York Times has 87 and 13. Why? Why is and, that? And 538 has a 73 and 27. Is that more to do with the Cleveland? Who's Cleveland play next week? They have an easy game. To play the Jets. I wonder why that's so high. Why is it 80, 80 something? Well, the odds of the Steelers losing to the Colts and the Browns is pretty low. It's, it's gotta be over 50%. I think it's probably like 27%. And I just want to say real quick, the great irony in all this tattoo drama is that Ryan was the only person at CBS Sports on our pick'em site who picked the Bengals to cover the spread. Everyone else took the Steelers. Don't get me wrong. I never felt good about when I, when I started the Ryan Finley conversation about the tattoo. I, I didn't, cause I, you know, I've written stories for years now about how the Steelers play down to the competition. We talked for the early part of this season that they were finally beating the teams they had to beat, even like the Cowboys win, for example. But even when we fired up the YouTube thing, you weren't worried about them. You're like, they're going to win. Guys, settle down. They're going to win. Oh, no, no. I was talking myself into that. I didn't feel good about that at all. (laughs) Okay. okay. No, you saw the first half. I mean, it was dog duty. Yeah, they were bad. Yeah. All right. So send your stuff to Breach and Brinson, me and Debo. We'll figure it out. Okay. Let's uh, let's get out of here, I guess. Yeah. Phew. What a a wild ride. I got to sleep this off. What was Thursday? What what game was Thursday? Wasn't that a crazy game? Oh, Thursday. Oh, oh, right. Raiders Chargers. Was that in week oh 15? God. That's what we started with, and now we're ending? I feel like it was two years ago. We had the Saturday games. Now we have a Friday game. Only one more Monday Night Football game left this year. Thank God. Subscribe, rate, and review. We will talk to you guys soon. Make sure and send your tattoo submissions to at John Breach, at Will Brinson, at Big Six Pod. The best one. If, you, if we can get a really good tattoo... We're putting it on Wilson's body somewhere. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 